Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now fuck him, fuck this, cause I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. And that goes for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. Yeah, man. So uh, we we know what the, we know what the first topic is. We we know what's uh, we know what's popping right now. We we know yeah, we gotta get out of here. What's hot in the streets? What's hot in these streets, man? We we know what's popping with the fight over the weekend. Yeah, man. Um, Deontay Wilder got his ass waxed Saturday night. Uh, lost his title. Tyson Fury is now. The heavyweight champion of the world, lineal and and all that, all those nice things. Um, and uh, look, man, I I would love to sit here and I, I don't got I don't got nothing for it, man. Outside of the fact that he got his ass whooped, he he got his ass whooped. Yeah, you know, I didn't get a chance. And when you text me that you said you was gonna rewatch the fight on YouTube. I started to do that, and then I just got tied up with some stuff. So I just had to kind of just kind of stick with what I've been seeing on social media. So like on Twitter, they'll post like one-minute videos of, you know, some of the stuff that happened in the fight. I did see the introduction with Deontay Wilder coming out with the mask on and the costume and everything like that. And I saw Tyson Fury come out as well. And, you know, ESPN kind of cut away from that because, you know, it's it's on pay-per-view and everything like that. So um, I, I really don't have much to say except um, you kind of live by the right hand, you die by the right hand in a sense. And let me be clear about Deontay Wilder. He's been living by the right hand very well. 
very greatly, might I add. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. And, that, and that's that's not a knock on him. It's just that. When he, well, it's definitely a knock, but it, it, see, the thing is, is that um, if you when you win in fights. about the first fight was um, Tyson Fury fought the fight of his life, mm-hmm. and, you know, he was motivated. He, you know, this is the, big, the biggest fight he had had in a while, you know, yeah. after coming back from, you know, like drug addiction and being super overweight and, you know, all those types of things, and he came back and fought the fight of his life. Right. And Deontay Wilder might not have been that motivated in that first fight and still almost won. So it's like, all right, I'll put an asterisk on that tie. But after seeing this fight Saturday and watching Tyson Fury essentially mollywop uh, Deontay Wilder, it's like, all right, okay, now that tie is that tie needs to be mentioned in all record. Uh, you know, every time he's announced, that tie needs to be mentioned because this was Deontay Wilder's biggest fight up to date, and he did not show up. There's no way to. Um, no way, no other way to slice it. He got his ass whooped thoroughly, thoroughly. Uh, let me be clear. Yeah. It was a thorough ass whipping. It was. It wasn't I, even close. Um, I, I mean, th- those first few rounds. I mean, he got knocked down a couple times, and just not having his legs under him for early in that fight, you you just knew that for any of that fight, this was gonna be it. That this he didn't have his legs for any of that fight. Yeah, that you just mm-hmm. knew at that point that this guy was he, he was not going to win this fight. And when his corner threw in the towel, I kind of was like, I, right. you know, they did what they had to do. They saw the guy's ear bleeding, you know, after taking that Shooting one Shooting blood. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you take a shot like that, you, you got to pull your mans. At, 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 you know, uh, they let him go a little bit longer, but... You you could see that he just he just didn't have it Saturday night. Yeah. He really didn't. And, and the whole excuse about the costume, you know, playing a major role in how, you know, he fared in the early rounds. I, I gotta tell you, man, I'm 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 not gonna pretend like I'm this boxing aficionado, but I, I, I just can't buy that a costume and, and yeah, I, I heard that the mask was forty pounds yeah something like that and god knows what the rest of the costume weighed but i just have a hard time buying into that excuse yeah i um i'm not buying it um because for me you you knew how heavy that costume was before you wore it going on you know saturday night um what look uh De- I mean, not Deontay. Tyson Fury was 40 pounds heavier at weigh-in. And I think this is important to mention. He was 40 pounds heavier than Deontay Wilder, like 270 or something like that. Yeah. Um, 
at weigh-in. So he went into the ring 40 pounds heavier than Deontay Wilder. Um, and not to mention that Deontay Wilder was already fighting heavier than he's norm than he was than he normally fights. Um, that 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 paid the paid he paid the cost for that. Um, you know, getting punched and then having 270 pounds leaning on you, you know, through the majority of the fight. And look, hats off to Tyson Fury. That that's that's what needs to be said more than anything. Um, more than uh, Deontay Wilder getting his ass whooped. This was a strategic fight where uh, Tyson Fury had a game plan. And like a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, a lot of people saying on, you know, uh, you know, popular media, um, Tyson Fury figured out how to beat Deontay Wilder in the 12th round of the last fight. When uh, when T- Deontay Wilder knocked his ass out, he got back up and then kept pressing the issue, like you know, after he had already got knocked out. And I'm assuming I'm assuming that he was pressuring him like that because he was confident that he had already won in Tyson Fury in that first fight. Yeah. So um, when that so when he figured out how when he noticed how Deontay Wilder looks rattled at a fighter coming at him and not being scared of that right hand. Um, he looked a little, he looked a little funny and they took that strategy, um, switched trainers. Um, and you know, this is what I'm gonna get. This is probably as deep and in, deep into the studies of boxing I'm gonna get, but I, I was just definitely listening to this on YouTube where somebody was saying, uh, it was Joe Rogan, where he was saying that, um, Tyson Fury switched trainer to, uh, Emmanuel Stewart's people's. Um, and they, and in that boxing gym, they study their, their, I guess their style of boxing is called Kronk, um, where it's like a, it's like a really like, it's like a heavy offensive, like they focus on the offense and like, they don't throw like little bullshit jabs. They throw, like they focus on throwing, you know, hard jabs and, you know, uh, it's it's really an offense, like it's based on being offensive and forcing the issue. And, um, if you noticed, uh, if anybody noticed that Tyson Fury was clearly from the you know first bell ring in the first round, he was coming up. He wasn't no trying to weigh him out, you know, trying to you know trying to figure him out. Yeah. He was he came up, he went up like what's what's happening, like let's fight. And um, and Deontay Wilder looked out of place. Um, I guess his legs might have been tired. I don't know. Um, you know. I don't know how true it is or how false it is. I don't really care. Um, what happened is, is you got into that ring and got challenged, and you looked awkward being challenged, and then you proceeded to get your ass whipped. Um, let's be very clear. I am still a Deontay Wilder fan. He's still the people's champ to me. Um, but the nigga got to learn how to fight. It, 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 ain't, it ain't no other ways around it. The nigga got to learn how to fight. Um, if the nigga, I mean, God forbid, if the nigga could just learn how to fight, how to box. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. He got a lot of yeah. That's like I mean, he's not gonna learn how to box in three months if the fight is gonna go if the rematch is gonna happen in three months. Cause uh, you know, uh, Wilder already came out and said I'm exercising the clause, and obviously Fury's got to agree to it. But um, but 
Look, man, you're not gonna learn how to you're not gonna learn how to box in, in, in three months. He gotta learn how to fight with his left hand. Um, he so gotta learn the, how to. The fights in May, right? Or that's when they're trying to have. Fun. They're trying to have. They're, they're, all, all I saw was months. You know, a few months from that. That's what I saw. Okay. Um, in so, my opinion, I think that would be a big mistake on Wilder's part. Hey, man, I, I I would love to say that, but see, the thing is, is that. As much as, as as crazy and as bad as Deontay Wilder got his ass whipped, and I st- the thing about Deontay Wilder's game is, is that all you have to do is make a mistake in your approach once, and he hits you with that right hand. If yep. he hits you with that right hand, that right hand is powerful enough for most people to be down. Um, like like I said, it almost happened in the first fight. He 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 looked like he died. He yep. looked like God brought him back to life when he got knocked out in that 12th round that first fight, uh, Tyson Fury. So, um, you know, all you got to do is make a mistake or Deontay Wilder decide he's going to be a little bit more de- physical and determined to land it and lands it. Yep. And then, and then, and then that changes the fight. So, um, as much as I would love to say Tyson Fury, did, I, I'm, you know, let's be clear. Tyson Fury is the better fighter. But something about that right hand, man, that you just can't rule Wilder out. So I'm going to watch it. It's the one here to quitter. I mean, I I think I've categorized that many times with Deontay Wilder in his right hand. It's it's the one here to quitter. I think after experiencing this loss for Deontay Wilder, right, I think he's going to go back in the gym and he's going to step his game up. I, I, I think the ceiling is higher now than it's ever been for Deontay Wilder. And if that means he's got to get a new trainer, that he's got to get some people that, you know, knows what they're doing and things like that, then I think Wilder has the capability to step his game up and be a much better efficient boxer. Um, only time I ain't going to lie to you, man. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I ain't going to lie to you, man. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm, I don't know that he has... I don't know that he has it in him, man. Well, I mean, I can I can understand I can understand people not not knowing if he's got that. I, and he's I, still my man's. Yeah, no, I mean, and he's still my man's too. I'm just looking at the fact that this was this guy's first real loss, and I, I think something about losing when it comes to certain individuals creates some type of fire in you, and I'm interested to see how much of that fire he takes with him when he starts to um, get back in the gym, straighten himself out, step the skills up, get the boxing regimen going, and, you know, we'll we'll just see from that point on. And only time will tell. Yeah, but I think we should be clear about one. If he decides, if if Tyson Fury decides to take this rematch in a few months, um, I, I, I don't know what can change in three months. And I, and, and, I like you. I'm not an aficionado of boxing. I don't know what training can happen in three months that's going to turn him, you know, to being the type of boxer that they think is going to take to um, outbox uh, Tyson Fury. I, I saw something different in Tyson Fury this time. Looking at him in the second time, like this dude is a good boxer. Um, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't call him necessarily one of the better, best I've seen, but um, he's he's for certain a good boxer. Um, so. So with that, it's just like, man, we need to work on making sure your legs don't get weak, and we need to make sure that you are finding ways to land that right hand. And don't, don't wear that damn costume again. 
Yeah, well, it with with regards to the costume, um, I loved it. I don't love what it did for him, but I loved it. I loved the way he came out. I was with it. I was like, oh, it was I, fire. It yeah, was, I was the, like, the, let's the, go. The intro was fire. Yeah, like Black History Month, let's go, let's get it, we ready. Yeah. Um, I was loving everything about that, except for the fact that it seemingly, or to his account, uh, affected his actual fight. Um, I'd have much ravaged you came in with, uh, you know, the regular golden garb that you come in with and had your legs, then coming in with the regal purple garb and getting that's 40 pounds and you're getting your ass whipped. Because yeah, right. I, I don't I don't want this, you know, much like the last fight that he lost, I don't care what the record says, it says a tie, he lost that last one too. Um, this is two ass whippings he got from Tyson Fury. And not to mention, um, you know... Now, Michael, not to cut you off, but... Um... Let me be clear, I did not see Wilder Fury Part 1, but I've heard a lot of folks say on Wilder's side that Wilder should have won that first matchup. No, it's a bald-faced lie. Okay, okay. I'm That's just how I see it. Okay. I no, I, I, and again, like I said, I didn't see Part 1, but the consensus out there was that Wilder should have won. I don't know no, I think just... the I think the Wilder consensus is that his the Wilder fan base is that he won. Okay. Anybody with an objective boxing eye know that Fury won okay. won won that fight. Okay. I you know Fair that, enough. yeah Fair it, it's, enough. yeah that was that was an ass whooping. That was an ass whooping too all the way up until the twelfth when he dropped him and, and, and give him credit he dropped him. Um, he and like I said he and if you if you uh, ever get a chance to harken back to that one. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure they'll they'll show it to you in highlight form at this point if you don't want to watch the whole fight. You'll right. see he got his ass whooped, okay. and okay. when he dropped him in the twelfth, mm-hmm. when uh Wilder dropped him in the twelfth, he thought he got he got he escaped. He thought, man, I was getting my ass whooped, but I dropped him and I got him when it mattered. And when Fury got back up, he was like, shit, like this nigga got up. All right, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um. So got a couple comments here from RC in the chat. What's up, RC? What's he up, man? Is Kronk's gym. Thomas Hearns used to be a pure boxer when he was an amateur, but when he turned pro, Emmanuel Stewart turned Hearns into a knockout specialist. He also helped Lennox Lewis after he lost his first fight by knockout and turned him into an all-time great. My point is, is that Wilder needs a new trainer that will take him to the next level. And he also says in regards to part three of Wilder Fury, it won't happen again in three months. If they fight again this year, it will happen in about six months. See, that's kind of where I was leaning more towards. Mm-hmm. That if part three was going to take place, that it had to be six to eight months down the line. So you're sure. talking at this point around the end of summer into the fall. Well, the report, but the reports are mm-hmm. that he. That's I was just, yeah I was just basing it off the reports, not necessarily what I thought. Um, no doubt. So uh, yes, but um, yeah, man, <laughs> Tyson. I mean uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is a better boxer than Deontay Wilder. There's there's no yeah. fuss, no must anybody about it. Got, but anybody that's got a bone of um, objection into boxing knows that that Tyson. Fury I, I is think that's a, that's a fair. I think that's a fair assessment. I, you know, obviously there'll be some, you know, spectators or fans that are that'll disagree, and some wilder stands that'll dis- disagree. But um, 
But anybody who got an objective opinion, Fury is a better boxer than than Deontay Wilder. But, but all you got to do is get caught once. <laughs> and that's the meanest right hand in the business right now. No question. So I got a question. And we could we could shift over to the next topic. And actually, I, I did want to bring up something in regards to boxing because um, Layla Ali got called out by yeah. your girl. And, and wasn't that the same girl that we were watching at Super's yeah. house? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, what's next for? Um, I, I I guess what's next for these two guys? Obviously, part three is down the line, but I keep hearing Anthony Joshua's name in the mix now. Um, of course. Is Anthony Joshua um gonna be the next guy for one of these two individuals moving forward? Um, I hope not. I want to see three first. Uh, let me just get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. I want to see the trilogy end first. Um, just my personal opinion. I just I I would I want to see the trilogy end. I I need to know. Um, I want to see beyond a shadow of a doubt that Tyson Fury can do this for the third time. And and, and you know, again, I don't. I wouldn't leave a, if if Deontay Wilder left and won this part three. I wouldn't leave away with all of a sudden Deontay Wilder's a better fighter than Tyson Fury. That's you know that's not what I'm sure. coming. My personal opinion is, is that I want Maestro wants Deontay Wilder to be the champion of the world. That's what Maestro wants. Mm-hmm. Maestro likes Deontay Wilder. That's what Maestro wants. That's why he wants three. It's no real logical or logistical boxing point of view. It's none of that. It's just that Maestro wants Deontay Wilder to be champion. So he wants part three to happen, and he wants him to clean Tyson Fury's clock. I will still willingly admit that Tyson Fury is the better boxer. When it's all said and done, win, lose, or draw. But I want to see Deontay Wilder being the champion, and that's that. Um, with that being said, Anthony Joshua, who's been quiet since uh, beating Ruiz, um, you know, obviously uh, maybe a year ago he beat uh, Ruiz. Um, Ruiz beat him, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm saying, um, that's beat him we... about a year ago. Yeah, so they fought again. It was uh, yep. uh, probably one of the quieter championship fights uh, You've ever heard of in your life, but they fought again on the zone and probably uh, Joshua, the most expected result too. Yeah, Joshua whooped him like he should have whooped him the first time, which led exactly. me to believe that he gave Ruiz a chance to be champion for a couple of months and was like, "All right, man, you done had your time." Because they was way too friendly, man. They was way too friendly. I like, I, I think he was like, "Here, man, he'll hold the belt for a little bit." That's what I feel like. Um, with that being said, um. Tyson Fury, yeah, I mean, Tyson Fury, I wouldn't be mad if Tyson Fury said, nah, Deontay Wilder was like, all right, let me get this bet up off of Josh. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't, I would understand that. Um, but, um, I don't want to see it. Josh has been too, been too quiet for me, man. What's up? Huh? What'd you say? I said Josh has been too quiet for me, man. Like, I, like he, I don't feel like he's talking no shit. I I I want my fights when people is talking shit about the other the other party. Well, there's there, there's there's time for that. I, I I do believe somewhere down the line there'll definitely be time for that. But the casual fan in me definitely wants to see part three of Wilder Fury. I also want to see Joshua versus Fury. I also want to see Joshua versus Wilder. I, I yeah. do want to see those two matchups as well. I, I but I'd be lying to you. I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that the 
Wilder Joshua fight has lost a little appeal to me because I know that uh, Tyson Fury is just a better boxer. And Joshua is a boxer. Now, I still think Wilder would beat Joshua. But um, if Joshua can implement some type of a plan that's similar, and I get that Joshua won't be 40 pounds heavier, but if he can implement some type of a strategy like that to Wilder, um, you know, Joshua got a chance now. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that some of the mystique of that, some of the interest in that is gone for me. No, I hear you. I hear you. So, uh... So Layla Ali got called out, man. Yeah, this has been going on for some months now, man. Um, I, I, if, um, I don't, I can't source where it started, but I remember Clarissa Shields was on Breakfast Club a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking slick, and um, Layla Ali got wind of that, and she was on another show. You know, basically saying some of the same things she's saying yep. she's been saying on. Uh, popular uh, media, but she was saying to the extent of basically, um, you know, Caressa Shields got a lot of mouth and the money got out, so I'm motivated to fight her, but I'm not going to come out and fight if the bag ain't right. You know, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that, that type of, that legend talk that Layla Ali's allowed to talk. Um, With that being said, uh, I love what Caressa Shields is doing. I get the whole, I, look, when you want, when you, like, here's the thing about Clarissa Shields and her position. She is the best pound-for-pound boxer in women's boxing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like there is nobody in the pipeline that she can fight that's going to be an interesting fight, meaning a money grab that's going to make, like, she can fight women boxers that are, you know, ranked higher, rank, ranked high, and, you know, those types of things that just interesting for her. But she look, I, I think, She's looking for that big money fight. That joint is going to put her up there, you know, you know, popular popularity wise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To and the untrained boxing. Yeah. So why not call out the last, you know, the last legendary one female boxer? And the last legendary female boxer, to my account, is Layla Ali. Yep. So um, I can't even think of another. Uh, you know, legendary female boxer. I mean, back in the days when it was uh, uh, Chrissy Martin, that, that like that's the last yeah, like right, right. you know I, that I can think of. Yeah. So, with that being said, is no, there's no female boxers that's going to up Clarissa Shields' stock as as being a popular boxer um, outside of really Layla Ali. So, call her out. I can't front though. This is a fight I would love to see. Um. I just hope that and did did Layla accept the challenge? Did she? No, she, she said the money got to be right. They, they oh, okay. it's 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 just shit talk at this point. Okay, okay. So let's just let's just say the money's right and she comes out of retirement and they get this fight on. I I gotta admit, I'll be pumped up to see them fight. I will be extremely disappointed, and I think I speak for every boxing fan out there. That I would be disappointed if Layla Ali came out flat, like she, like just like not in the best of shape that she could possibly be in. And I get the fact that she's forty three years old and has definitely lost, um, lost a step. I mean, let's let's just call it what it is. She she's not what she once was. Um, if she's below respectable, I mean, do we know that to be true though? Or are you just basing that on age? I'm basing it off of age. 
Okay. Because I mean, because I, I had that same like I I had that same uh, kind of concern. Yep. But um, hey man, I watched on I watched a couple of clips on Instagram on her Instagram. Uh huh. I mean, she's still in shape. Now I don't know if it's the type of shape that Clarissa Shields is in. And I don't know how how much bigger Layla Ali is than Caressa Shields or vice yeah. versa. I mean, I look at Caressa Shields and I look at Layla Ali and I look it looks like Caressa Shields is a smaller fighter. Yep. Um, but I mean, I, I I can't necessarily say that she is or ain't in the type of shape that it would take to be Caressa Shields. What I do know is is that Caressa Shields is hungry and Layla Ali is just is seasoned. So it's yeah. just a matter of how you feel about experience against, a, 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 with with all due respect, a hungry pit bull, the pit bull in the skirt, like, yeah. uh, like is you ready? Is you really ready at forty two, forty three years old to come out of you know? Yeah, you know she's my she, only concern. That would be yeah. my only concern is if she comes out flat and not in the best of shape that she could possibly be in for a forty three year old woman. Well, you know, I, like I said, I, but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this. I would give her the benefit of a doubt if they got this fight uh, figured out. i give her the benefit of the doubt because she's Layla Ali, and Layla Ali is a boxing legend and within her own right. No so I would give her the benefit of a doubt. Um, I would, like I said, I would be excited because these are, it's you know, as crazy as it is because she hasn't boxed in God knows how long. Yep. Um, she is <laughs> still... When you think of female boxers, it's her. Ali is at the top. And when you think of relevant female boxers right now, it's Charissa, uh, Clarissa Shields right now. Yeah. So those are the two names when you think of female boxers at this point. But if she goes out on pay-per-view and cleans Layla Ali, mm-hmm. now we're talking about the bit. Now we're talking about her cementing her legendary status in women's boxing in one fight. Yeah. Like, you, like, she's officially legendary status if she beats uh, Layla Ali in a convincing fashion. Yeah, I mean, it puts her at a totally different level than she had. Yeah, yeah. You know, she she went up against the Hall of Famer. Yeah, and and waxed them. Yeah, yeah. Even if it was old Clarissa Shields. If Layla Ali looks like she's in shape and gives Clarissa Shields a good fight and then Clarissa Shields then pulls away and dominates, yep. yeah, legendary status. No doubt. And uh, RC in the chat says, Layla better leave it alone. I'm a huge fan of hers, and she should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, but she's 42, let it go. And he also says Layla haven't fought in 13 years. 13 years, my and God. So, yeah, it's 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 been a minute. That's, that's my only concern, man. Yeah, that, you know, I watched fight. I watched Layla Ali say what she said on Breakfast mm-hmm. Said again last week on a uh, first take, her saying, you know, you know, I ain't got no problem fighting, and just the money got to be right. And, and like I said, it's it's just I don't doubt her love for boxing, but the love of boxing is different when you didn't already did it and been away from it for so long, as opposed to. Shawty Shields, and she in it, right? Like, she in the trenches of it, trying to, you know what I'm saying, get to Layla Ali's status. That hunger different. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, some kings just got, or queens in this matter, they just got to get their head cut off. And I would hope, um, you know, I, I lean more towards RC for the sake of how, you know, how people would try to play Layla Ali for losing if she lost bad. 
But at the same time, I want to see a I want to see a pay per view fight with Clarissa Shields and Layla Ali because I like boxing. Yeah. So it's like I'm I'm with it. I'm I would I'm definitely watch it. I'm I'm down for it. But she just she just better she better show up. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that, man. Um, just want to say what up to Mocha Bell in the chat room right now. Um, so Maestro, did you have an opportunity to check out the Kobe Memorial yesterday afternoon? Um, on Instagram, I you know I, I had a I had a I had a busy day yesterday, but I, I saw some of it on. I saw I saw the uh, for lack of a better term, with no disrespect to the people who spoke, I yep. saw what I wanted to see. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I can't front. Um, I watched some of it on streaming video yesterday yeah. afternoon while I was at the office a little bit. Um, kind of cut in and out because I was taking calls and stuff like that. And just a couple of things for me that kind of stood out. Um, Michael Jordan's speech obviously was one that um, stood out. One, because of the crying Jordan meme reference that uh, he made as he was, you know, doing his speech and he shed tears and, you know, wanted to, you know, give the crowd a good humor into all that. So I thought that was pretty dope. And the other thing that I took out of it was this whole thing about LeBron James and, um, oh, where's LeBron James at? You know, what's going on? And, you know, stuff like this kills me, right? And... And I and I understand that LeBron James is arguably still the best in the sport, the best on the planet when it comes to the NBA and things like that. But stuff like this just kind of lets me know that this is why LeBron kind of did what he did. I, in my opinion, um, LeBron James wanted to keep himself away from the camera, from the spotlight when it when it came to this memorial. Yeah. Um, LeBron, as we know, garners so much attention, whether it's positive or negative. LeBron's going to garner attention. He's going to get ESPN and Fox Sports and all these other outlets and social media talking. Um, He just, to me, didn't want to be the spotlight in a situation because he knew that if he was sitting in the stands, like if he was sitting next to Jordan or if he was sitting next to Anthony Davis, you know how many times the camera would have been panned toward him throughout that entire thing? It would have been panned toward him numerous times, in my opinion. That's why I think he just kind of, you know, was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay far away as possible. Now, I don't know if he was in the building. I don't know if he was at home. But I think for certain, he just didn't want to be in that spotlight. And the fact that people were questioning, and I saw this on the 6 o'clock Sports Center yesterday. The fact that people were questioning where was LeBron James, we didn't see him, is exactly why LeBron wanted to not be in the spotlight. It's like, if he's there, he's going to get attention. If he's not there, he's going to get attention. So it's like, he'd rather get the attention after the memorial versus getting the attention during the memorial. Let me ask you a question. Um, do you think he, do you think that this would have, if, to your point, do you think this would have been a bigger story if he came 
to the funeral or and you know was visible or would it be a bigger story if he did you know allegedly like they're saying he didn't show or stayed away from the camera it's a bigger story that he's away from the camera to right. us as people that are viewing and watching the memorial it's right. a bigger story that way I right think, i think in the i think in the lens of lebron james no matter what he does, whether he's there or he's not there, he's going to spark conversation amongst Skip Bayless and a few other people. Even even he, you know, questioned it this morning, I think. What was, what was the line of questioning? Like, what were they saying? Um, I don't know what Skip was saying. I just saw on Twitter that, you know, he had mentioned something about it. But I could speak for um, Stephen A. and I forget the girl who was on yesterday on SportsCenter, but... She basically asked Stephen A, hey, what's, you know, we didn't see LeBron James at the memorial. How's he doing? Where's he at? What happened? And Stephen A went on to say he spoke to Rich Paul, and Rich Paul told him that, hey, LeBron is just in his own space right now. Mm -hmm. And Stephen A had a follow-up question for Rich Paul and said, hey, is he in the building? And Mm -hmm. Rich Paul's response was, LeBron is in his own space right now. Okay. So, which, which sounds like he wasn't there, by the way. It sounds like he wasn't there. Really um, it sounds like um, if I'm the if I'm the draw inferences from that, I'm gonna say he's that there. Um, so for me, and, yep. and let me let me be very clear: if he didn't show up, I'm fine. If he did show up, I'm fine. I'm not here Agreed. to question how he grieves if he felt like he couldn't be there, or maybe he didn't want to become a meme like Jordan did. Because he's going to be on the camera crying his eyes out. And you know what I'm saying? If, But if the idea, if the idea, and this is obviously speculation, if the idea was I don't want to make a big scene, mm-hmm. you're making a big scene by not coming to the funeral than you are coming to the funeral where there's a funeral full of legends uh, from Steph Curry to Scottie Pippen to Michael right. Jordan to Jack Drake. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, all everybody who was anybody... Yeah, was Alex at, Rodriguez was there with Jay Yeah, Rose. Yeah, anybody that was anybody was at that funeral. So yeah. I don't think he would have got some extra camera, you know, some extra camera time, mm-hmm. you know, more than the norm with all those other legends and superstars there in the building. Um, so... I, so I, if that was if that was his, um, you know, his strategy, then I, I don't think that was the best strategy if that's what he was trying to avoid. Um, but with that being said, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I, I'll leave it with he's allowed to grieve how he wants to grieve, and I don't think um, I don't think anybody questions his love or respect or you know whatever for Kobe Bryant. And I don't think it should be questioned because he did or didn't show up to the funeral. Because, like I said, um, people just grieve different. I, and you, when, I'm nobody to try to uh, criticize how he grieves and how he deals with it. If, if he felt like, you know, I'm sure there are other legends of the game who respect Kobe that didn't show up. Oh, I'm, I'm certain of that also. I'm, I, you know. But because it's LeBron James... You know, of course, this has to be a story that, again, I'm going to make my stance on this. It's overblown that, you know, 
they're asking where LeBron James was. I don't think it's over. I don't think it's overblown. I think that's a legitimate question to ask. Mm -hmm. At the same time, um, when you got your answer, that should be an appropriate answer. People should wonder where the biggest NBA star of our of this generation is when he's not at the you know the, the last generation's biggest star. Like I get the questioning. Yep. It's just um it's just that when you get an answer, you sh- all right, he didn't show up or he's in his own space. Right. However, you want to interpret that. That's that's up for you to interpret it. How you know as your, you know you whatever. That. Yeah. That's I fine. But I, I, I um, I, but I didn't have a problem with people questioning it. Um, if people had something negative to say about, you know, why he wasn't there or was there or Which was you in know the back, there were people. I, I don't know. I ain't heard it, so I ain't you know I ain't gonna say who said what because I don't know who said what. Um, but what I will say is is that anybody who got something negative to say about what he did as a grown ass man, he ain't got to prove to nobody that he respect Kobe Bryant. Um, if you don't think at this stage of the game that LeBron don't respect Kobe Bryant, like we seen how we seen how all this has been playing out since he passed, we know that Kobe, I mean that LeBron James has a high regard for Kobe Bryant. Let's not let's not start acting different because he didn't show up at the funeral allegedly. LeBron has done enough to warrant being absent from Kobe's memorial. If he was absent. If you go back a week or two ago, they did the intro to the Lakers game. It was a Friday night, I remember, and Usher came out, took him to church, and then LeBron came out, and LeBron did his speech. And to him, that's enough. And And I don't even want to say enough. enough. I don't want to say enough because there there is no threshold of how... LeBron James was supposed to react to this. So I don't want to say enough. If he decided he just wanted to stay quiet the entire time Mm -hmm. because he was grieving and that's how he grieved, then that's okay too. Right. He don't have And I I say enough because of the fact that he did do the speech before the game. So immediately after that, it was like, okay, uh, LeBron has, you know, done, he's paid his respects. He did an awesome speech. He did what he had to do. I think at this point, I don't I don't want to hear from LeBron when it comes to uh, remembering Kobe Bryant at this point. Let other people um, come in and talk about Kobe Bryant. Like, you know, that's why I brought up Michael Jordan because, you know, we hadn't heard from Jordan, you know, since Kobe's death. So mm-hmm. I thought that was, a, you know, I thought that was refreshing. Um, you know, we've heard from Shaq multiple times, so I wasn't really, you know, as... Nah, you know, Shaq had the best, the best speech, bro. Um, okay. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's up for opinion. I mean, so just that was, line, just that line. Yeah, what he said was funny, though. I, that I, was I, the I best, that. that was the highlight, that was the highlight of it for me. I, I give him that. That was a, that was a funny statement he made about Kobe Bryant. Um, and then who, who else spoke? Um, oh, the girl. Of course. I, I, I forgot the, the 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 girls that play uh basketball in college in the WNBA. I forgot about them. Um so Well, um, of course his wife spoke and you know Yes. Yes. And, you know, and I don't I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but you know, for her to get up and you know, I've never heard her talk up until like period. I've never heard her speak until this funeral. Um mm-hmm. 
you know, so it's like for her, you know, she came up and, and spoke and, you know, I, you know, and that was a nice, a nice speech for, you know, uh, somebody who's not in the limelight. Strong speech, bro. Because, yeah. you know, I don't know how you can go up there after you lose your, your husband, you lose your daughter and, you know, you got millions of people watching you and to go up there and do that, man. Man, I, I, I salute, man. For certain, man. Yeah. So they are suing the helicopter company. Uh, as well as she should. Yeah. For everything um, they got. But she's, she's suing the helicopter company. Um, I don't know all the details, but there are rumors, mm-hmm. just rumors, that the guy who uh, was uh, driving the helicopter, flying the helicopter, um allegedly may have had um might may have not been in the right mind when all this was happening yep and with speeding in the helicopter mm-hmm. um even with the fog going on like all these rumors are coming up um and she is looking to sue this uh company uh essentially for um for lack of a better term killing her husband and I want to clear something up because I remember the week after we talked about Kobe, um, I had made mention about air traffic control and what was told to me years ago at the airport about what their purpose is. And if I remember then, I was saying that air traffic control was responsible for the traffic in the air. Well, I want to clear that up because I was given some bad information, one, and two, their real purpose is to just let pilots know that, hey, these are what the conditions are. That's it. Right. If you want to go take a chance, right. then that's on you. But our job is that's to on you. just give you the conditions of what it's going to be like. So you prep mm-hmm. however you want to prep, but this is what it is. So I just want to clear that right. up. Okay. So, um, yeah. So... I got something else that's a little bit related to this. Have you heard what happened to Patrick Peterson? No. Okay. So I'll break this down for you. And I and I Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson. Patrick, Patrick Peterson, the guy that averages four minutes a game for the Los Angeles Clippers. Gotcha. Like okay. I just wanted that. Yeah, yeah. He's, was... he's he's like the the thirteenth man off the bench. A lot of Petersons was flying through my head, so I was trying to figure out which one you was talking about. I'm with you now. Yeah. Now, did I say Peterson or Patterson? You said Peterson. Okay. My mistake. Is Patterson. Got gotcha. you. Patterson. It's gotcha. Patterson. So, Patrick Patterson, who averages four minutes for <laughs> for the Los Angeles Clippers. And be wilding out on his baby mother. Uh Oh, okay. That That's something new. Uh, we reported that years ago. <laughs> okay, that that that's something new, but you know, we'll, we'll, I'll touch base on that. So, so on his Instagram the other day, right? So, so you know, the NBA came up with a date to where the Clippers and the Lakers could play their game. Just remember, this was the game that they postponed a couple of days after Kobe's death. Yeah, and so this is what Patrick. Patterson did on his Instagram story. He posted the story of the Lakers, you know, and the Clippers' new 
uh, date for the game, right? Mm-hmm. And then below it, he types in the story, what if we said, no, thanks, don't want to play the game you chose to cancel? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll text this to you, because he, oh, he deleted... Good. He deleted the uh, the Instagram story like immediately once yeah. Twitter and everybody else, you know, caught wind of it. And oh, oh he was shit! Getting, and, he, and he was getting killed on Twitter. He, yeah, he, he was getting yeah. killed. And then you yeah. know about this whole thing with what he said about black women, right? No. Okay, so so he said that um, in a it was in a magazine interview someplace. It was months ago. And, you know, he has a white wife. He's got a snow bunny, so... Okay. Um, God bless the snow bunnies. So, uh, yes, God bless the snow bunny. So, um... I said bless, not bless. I meant to say bless. Okay, that's <laughs> God. So, in this magazine interview, this guy asked him about, you know, relationships and all that stuff. And he just went out and just said, hey, you know, black women are... Ah, I, I, I forget the term he said. I gotta look that thing up. But he basically, he basically took a, a shot at black women, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he, he, you know, he was getting killed for that in the, you know, in the social media, also. So never heard, so never heard this. Yeah, yeah. So you got that on top of what he said about the league rescheduling the Clippers Lakers game, and here we are. Patrick Patterson is now trying to offer up free tickets to Clippers games. Fuck out of here. Yeah, right. In in lieu of being yeah. chastised for saying what he said. Well, he thought he was trying to be funny. Like, what the oh, was he? I wonder if he was serious or trying to be funny. Yeah, I, I wonder too, man. And I, and I, and I got to tell you, um, well, let me be. That first. shit wasn't funny though. Let me be let me let me be serious about something. He he deserved all the smoke because yeah. that 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 was unnecessary to say that. Um knowing the situation. I mean, the Clippers agreed that it was best to postpone this game. When the league and the Lakers came out and said, "Hey, this was a little emotional. We're, we're yeah. not going to, you know, we're not going to play this game." Maybe Patrick Patterson thought he should have had a say in it. Or and I, and, I, and I thought about this, too, and I, I didn't get a chance to give my opinion on this the week we talked about Kobe after his death in regards to the league and whether they should have canceled games after the announcement came out or not. Mm-hmm. And I want to be clear, I was okay with the league not canceling games yeah. after that. Um, and then Monday, that particular Monday, they let games play. Yeah. And Tuesday they let games play with the exception of the Clippers and the Lakers. I'm just wondering if for some weird, unlogical thought of Patrick Patterson, did he think that they should, that the league should have canceled those other games as well? Was he, was he trying to bring awareness to, you know, maybe some of the hypocrisy of the league or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's that. You know what I'm saying? Got, like, I don't get that reach. You're going to have to, yeah, I don't really understand that reach. Yeah, well, again, I told you how I feel. I'm, a, yeah. I'm okay with them, you know, letting the games go. 
And in regards to the game being canceled, I was okay with it because, and and I know to some, it sounds like a smokescreen when they say, oh, the Lakers weren't ready to play this game. Um, I think for me, it was just more than they weren't ready emotionally to play this game. The Lakers as an organization knew that they had to do that Kobe Bryant memorial yesterday. Um, they knew that at some point, whenever their next home game was, that they were going to have to put on some kind of, um, some kind of memorial, like what yeah. they did against, um, I can't, against what they did Friday, Friday, and that Friday, that Friday, yeah. That, yeah. So, from an organizational standpoint, it was just more than just the players were emotional because, let's face it, the entire league, from players to coaches to executives, everybody in the league was emotional about Kobe's death. In regards to the Lakers, they were emotionally spent. Plus, they had to put these two events together. So, it was only Do you think right. they could have do you think they could have um played the game and then still planned the memorial on Friday? Or do you think they had to do it with that that next available game? I think that if they played, wait, say that one more time. I want to make sure I. I'm saying, why did they have to postpone the game to plan the memorial? They could have just played the game and then still right. planned the memorial. Like, is that what? I don't see that it, it was necessary that the next available game they had to do it, that they had to do it. You get what I'm right. saying? Right. So now I think what you just said there might tie into the possible Patrick Patterson thought that. Damn, like we could have played this game on Tuesday. Hell, the other teams that were just as emotionally spent about Kobe's death okay. as we are um, played games. Um, players that's a stupid ass. That's a stupid ass social media out. post. That's a stupid ass social media. I said one way or the other. If that's what he was trying to highlight, that's a stupid ass social media post, and he deserves everything he well, gets. and and the fact that you're Patrick Patterson and your opinion is not going to carry weight. That, that's well, the, I don't give I, I, I don't. I'm not here to. I'm not here to shit on a man's opinion. That's not what I'm here for. But at the same time, oh, uh, fuck I'm your not, opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I just know that everybody else who, you know, follows the league and the game, everybody's not going to take his uh, uh, opinion. I'm sure nobody that. asked Kawhi Leonard, should we play on Tuesday? I don't think that happened. I think right. uh, I think the Lakers organization, I think the Lakers organization said, hey, I ain't ready to do this. You know, we ain't ready to do this. And the Clippers said, all right, if y'all not ready to do this, then we'll sit it out. It's, 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 I don't think that's a right. hard And Patrick a hard Patterson has no say in that. Well, I don't think that. Like I said, yeah, Patrick, I don't think Kawhi Leonard had a say in it. No. I don't think Doc Rivers had a say in it. I think when when they said, hey, we can't play right. for whatever reason, the Clippers said, all right, we understand yep. uh, the a generational player has died. All right, whatever y'all need. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Whatever y'all, whatever y'all need to do. Sure. Um, whatever Patrick Patterson was intending to get out of the way, though, uh, you stupid, and you get and you get everything you deserve. That's yeah. a stupid ass post. There's no. Um, and then he tried not... to take it off of social media. That was the, that was the like gay stuff about it. Excuse me, but I mean, 
he he immediately took it off of social media because he got all the smoke, and then tried to be like, "Yo, I got free Clippers tickets, y'all. Where y'all gonna meet me at?" You know, it's I got a dumbass games. Like, like, come on, man. Like, it's a dumbass. You know, you know, you messed up. You know, you messed up. And then, you know, you got this whole thing about what you said about black women. And I and I, and I know what you said about black women. You don't. Well, maybe you do mean it, but the fact. I don't. That yeah, I don't know what the, the fuck he means. Came from a black woman. Yeah. And you still. That don't mean shit. Well, that right, don't well, mean that's shit. What, that's what I'm saying. He. That's what I'm saying. He might have meant what he said. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that he came from a black woman and he still said that, man, come on, man. Fuck out of here. Come Fuck out of here for four minutes. Four minutes a game. Averaging four minutes a game, two points you should a game, get, and I'm And I'm saying, let's be clear, I'm saying this with love, with the kind of love that, that Snoop had for Gail King when she said what she said. Fuck out of here. Nah, nah, he don't get no love, man. <laughs> Fuck out of here. That's just, not a, that's just not a smart post, and you should be... And you should get all the negative, all the negative energy that you're getting from it. That's just not a. That's not even an ethical post. That's not even an ethical post. That's not even good morale. Right. So. Fuck out of here. Snoop, speaking of Snoop Dogg, um, this was not in the notes, but I'm only saying this because you said his name. So, I guess Jada Pinkett interviewed him on her Red Table talk show or whatever. I didn't see. It didn't. Anything. It didn't air yet. I wasn't looking for it today. It didn't air yet. It didn't air yet. Oh, okay. It didn't post yet. I'm, yeah, it didn't, they didn't post it yet. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. looking for it. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm curious about it. Of course I'll watch it. Look, Jada Pinkett has become, that Red Table Talk show has become cleanup central for people who make uh, mistakes in our culture. So, um, of course he would be there. Uh, him, then there was T.I., and before that it was Jordan Woods, and, you know, when it's time to clean, when it's time for black people to clean up very yeah. public mistakes, they come to the red table talk, they get it out. That white and girl came on, and uh, that white girl from uh, King of Queens came on. Yeah, Leah, Leah Remini, Remini, whatever Leah her name Remini. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, yeah. The Scientology Look, chick. <laughs> God bless, uh, God bless Jada Pinkett Smith because she's doing the Lord's work right now. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and Willow and um the the mother. I don't know her name. I ain't gonna front though. I I was all in when they had the Curry women on the show. Yeah, I, I was all in on that. So yeah, I, I I really do appreciate that Red Table Talk show, man. I really do appreciate it. I see. Well, they can't see. They can't see my face, bro. So well, no, I'm I'm just talking. I'm just I'm just talking. Yeah. Um. So the Dwayne Wade documentary, I I watched it Sunday night, and I kind of thought that this documentary was supposed to be like the, how can I describe it? Like the lead into the whole controversy with his kid and the, and the you know, the, the gender change and yeah. And, and all well, that by the way, this, he, he hasn't, we don't know that he's getting a gender change. We just know he wants to identify as a girl. I de- you're right. Right. Yeah. Thank, thank yeah, you. That's, I, I want to be very clear on that. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for clearing that up, because um, a lot of cats on social media kind of got that whole thing incorrected, i.e. Boosie. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I kind of thought that the documentary, and it was a, it was a great documentary, by the way, um, highlighted his time growing up in Chicago, to the league, the whole Big Three experiment and everything, and then it got to his family life, and I kind of thought it was sort of going to be the lead into 
the hot topic that everybody's talking about with this kid and, you know, his kid wanting to be a girl instead of a boy. Um, I gotta tell you, man, um, I'm, uh, I'm not liking the criticism that I'm, I'm seeing from people in regards to this, man. Um, they need to mind their damn business with somebody with how they raising their damn kids. Exactly, man. Period. I'm, 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 I'm not liking it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing stuff like Gabrielle Union is, you know, using this as a business plan to, you know, be down with the LGBT community and, you know, Dwayne Wade, uh, we lost respect for D Wade as a father and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing all types of stuff, man, and I'm like, y'all, the guy came out and said, I'm going to love this child the way it needs to be loved and supported, period, and end and the story. Sure, we have our feelings about, you know, sexuality and things Ain't like that. Ain't my damn kid. It, yeah, at the end of the day, they got to raise that kid. At the end of the day, that's it. They, they made that, you know... D-Wade made his choice that he was going to love this kid no matter what. That's it. There's no there's no turning back. There's no, you know, well, you know, he's he, you know he's a bad father for this. Um, you don't know what kind of father he is. Mind your damn right. business. Mind your business. Mind your damn business. That That's, right. that, look, mind your, all, Boosie, whoever, mind your damn, mind your business. Yeah. Mind your damn business. It don't got nothing to do with you. And even and even if they decided they was going to let that child, uh, you know, start gender gender reassignment treatments, then that's their damn business. I don't agree. It's not something I would do with my child. You know what I'm saying? I don't necessarily agree with it, but I ain't raising that damn child. It's not my business. Exactly. I'm not. Ra- I'm not raising it. And quite frankly, I don't know how I would feel if that was me in that situation. I don't know how I would feel. But damn it, D Wade, he's he's setting an example as a dad, as a black dad at that, and doing what he's doing to support this kid. Come on, man, y'all y'all, y'all damn business. Y'all need to start y'all, and 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 I swear it's a whole bunch of motherfuckers that don't got kids, that don't have kids, that been in these types of situations and don't know. Like not let let that kid, let them deal with their damn let kids, them man. Deal, yeah, let them deal with it. You know, I mean. Who knows? Things could, you know, maybe the boy at some point when he gets older might want to be like, all right, this ain't working for me. I'm a boy. I got to do this. Maybe, maybe. And if he don't, so the fuck what? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I can't stand folks that have their beliefs and just want to just, you know, pound people over the head with, their book of beliefs. I, I just Here's the thing. I don't. I'm not even mad at people for having their beliefs. Yeah, I'm don't not mad be at people out here, for having their beliefs. Don't I be out don't here speaking like on. Don't be out here speaking on. That's a. That, at the end of the day, that is a child. Don't be out here speaking on that. Like, what do you think this child is going through with y'all speaking on that motherfucking child? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's a child, dog. Yeah, Leave this, that is, yeah, this is a alone. different dynamic. This is Leave that kid alone. Right. This isn't a 35-year-old coming out and saying he wants to do this. This is a kid, 12-year-old. And let's be clear, I don't give a fuck about that neither, but leave these kids alone. Especially leave these kids alone that's being raised by their damn parents. Yeah, man. 
And 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 Boosie, you got kicked out of Planet Fitness. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so what? <laughs> you said what you said, and you, and you shouldn't have said it. So. Leave people, like, again, you could have said that in your circle of friends, dog. You ain't have to put that camera in your face and do that. Yeah. You just ain't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, for what? I talk shit about people all the time. You never see me getting on my camera and, and, you know, airing out somebody's fucking child. Nah, that's, nah. Yeah, nah, look. Or airing out somebody, you know, a parent that's actually there raising his child. Right. And 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 look, if the if the media wants to have their fun with this with this spin, okay, fine. Let them let them have at it. But what you mean? Um, Robin Roberts interviewed Dwayne Wade. So okay. So the narrative is is that the network got a homosexual to interview Dwayne Wade because it sort of you know fits the narrative that. Oh, fuck now we're welcoming this person into the LGBTQ community, whatever, whatever that fuck is. Here. So, whatever. I wish y'all could see me brushing my hands with the bullshit. But on a positive note, shout out to D Wade got his number retired um, the other day. Yep. And Deserved. I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard this, but D Wade is now officially a rapper. That was actually a part of the documentary. Yeah, that track, he that got track a song with Rick Ross out. Rick Ross, yeah, that that track was hot. Yeah, I ain't like it, but that, that's, you ain't like it. I like the beat. I don't like Dwayne Wade rapping. I said the track was hot. I ain't say <laughs> I ain't say the lyrics was dope or anything. From I don't, I don't like that. That was clearly written by. That was clearly something that was written by Rick Ross. <laughs> like, now nah, I like yeah. I like the track because you know it's a Rick Ross. You know, it's it's Rick Ross. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I can live. Nah, I can live without. I could, I, personal opinion. I can live without Dwayne Wade rapping. Nah, I, I can see that if it's just Rick Ross on the track. And I gotta look at and you know I gotta look at Rick Ross a little different for putting him on his track, man. I I you know he's still my man. Hey, that's he that's, definitely that's lose my, a couple points. That's Miami man, I, I don't look. At he he definitely lose a couple man. points. That's all Miami. Um, we got to shout out a couple of DC sports athletes right now, man. Uh, Bradley Beal, back-to-back 50-point games. Number two in the league in scoring, averaging 30 points a game right now. And on a sorry-ass Wizards team. Hey, and not for nothing, just past Jeff Malone. He is now second all-time scorer in Washington Wizards history. Um, only person Slash above bullets, him is... Part of the bullet, huh? right? Is that part of the bullets? History yeah, yeah, as well? yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Obviously, yeah. So he just passed Jeff Malone, and only person left is Hayes, Elvin Hayes, for all-time leader, all-time leading scorer in Wizards history. He got like a thousand. He's like down by like thirteen hundred points, I think. So man, if they're not gonna put a squad around these cats, man, get Bradley Beal the hell up out of there, man. Nah, man. He got to stay. Get that man up out of there. Get and then he get him some that, help. Put that man on a playoff team, man. That boy balling. I hate I hate seeing ballers like this, you know, ball like this on bad teams, man. I hate that. Yeah. Um, nah, I mean, it's got to happen. 
It's got to happen. He's like, you can't just – all the best basketball players can't be on playoff teams. They just got to build a team around. I mean, look, much like I said at the beginning of the NBA season, the Wizards are going to be trash. Hopefully, hopefully these young players will start to develop. Yeah, and they got two, and they got two years to you know to build towards of being a playoff team again in my mind before you say I right, break it all apart. Um, you know what I'm saying it's not like they got nothing going on right now anyway. They I mean they pretty much broke it apart. So now we in rebuilding. That's like they got they got they got a couple pieces. They're just not a good team right now. Like they don't. I mean they don't have no. Uh, you know the the rookie looks good. Um, yeah. The uh, Hashim Moore looks good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bradley Bill. Uh, I don't know what people feel about John, how John Wall is going to be when he comes back, but um, if he comes back and Troy Brown and looks solid. Yes, uh, yeah. Bertans is a Bertans is a very good shooter. Yeah. Um, you know, like they got little small pieces. They just looking for somebody to uh, you know take it to the next level. I don't I don't know what's going to happen with you know when uh John Wall comes back is that going to up Thomas Bryant's play when Thomas Bryant is a little more consistent um uh, uh 17 Mongo Bongo like he I you know what I'm saying we got little pieces it's just and and again we're in the east so it's like all we yeah, got to do like, is what, get on a little games out of a playoff spot right now get on a little run get on a little run and and we in the playoffs and you know some of this conversation kind of dies down uh, again, we're not a good team, and I'm not looking for them to be a good team. I'm just looking for them to play consistent, decent basketball. And actually, I'm not asking them to win all the games. They're playing good basketball. That's what my point is. Well, they're just not a good team. If they somehow get that eighth spot in the East, they're going to get drudged by Milwaukee, but at least I'll get to see Bradley Beal ball out. Yeah, all I'm talking about is this, them just competing. That's They're competing, and that's that's – you know, looking at their roster, that's good enough for me right now. They're competing. Bradley Bill is the man. <laughs> and 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 now, and if it's not clear, um, John Wall can't. When John Wall, John Wall can't come back and expect to be the 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 the, the alpha at this point. Like at this point, John Wall, you got to come back. You got to come back and play very good point guard. Take a back seat to Bradley Bill. I mean, I'll be honest with you. That doesn't sound like a bad like look, like a dynamic to where John Wall, he's your assist man. Bradley yeah. Bill, he's gonna get you those points when you need those points. And the others just, you know, chip in, you know, here and there. That doesn't sound like yeah. a bad dynamic. Yeah, give me get like I if you can give me John Wall, give me seventeen and ten. Mm-hmm. Ten assists, seventeen, ten assists. And I I set up for nine assists. Give me seventeen and nine assists. You know, couple, you know, four, three, four rebounds, mm-hmm. and let's let Hachimura develop. Thomas Bryan is, you know, Thomas Bryan is a, a, a solid bit, not necessarily a, you know, a showstopper, but a solid yeah. center. We got to shoot. We got, we got a shooter. We got a couple shooters. I'm gonna tell you who I hope we can keep, and it probably won't happen by the end of the year. If we can keep Napier, Shabazz, Shabazz Napier, Napier. Uh-huh. yeah, if we can keep him. Uh-huh. I'm gonna tell you, man. <laughs> that boy balling. <laughs> that boy balling. Uh, how many minutes that, he getting a game? Um, I probably, probably, probably not a lot. I mean, he, um, because he, he's probably still behind Ish Smith at point. So I'm about to say, I was like, wait a minute, Shabazz ain't the. He's not the backup to um 
no, whoever starting no. point, yeah, yeah, no, no, but but he's he's giving. I, I I'm I, like I'm watching them against. Um, I watched him against the Mavericks a couple of weeks ago when I was at the game, mm-hmm. and because um, he had just signed, like he had literally just signed a day ago, and played against the Mavs that next Friday, right. and he he out there handling handling business. And then I watched him briefly. I didn't see the whole Bucks game the other day, yeah. but um, he out there, he he out there handling business, man. I want to get him some more. I want to get him a couple more minutes, but he out there handling business. He crossing bammers and shooting threes. He like he and like we just need to get him in a position where when he come on the court, he needs to know, hey, you're allowed to shoot. <laughs> go yeah. ahead, go crazy. Because yeah. he we getting we getting good results from Napier, man. Um, I, I we're just not a good team. We just we we got we got to develop some more. We need some pieces. Um, but we gotta we gotta we gotta eighth. See playoff team if we can get on a run in the east, in the east, yeah, in the <laughs> yeah, east, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in I the east. Wanted, I just wanted to be clear about that, in, in the yeah, east. in the east, yeah, for certain. And the other cat we got to shout out Alex Ovechkin, 700 goals, uh, one of what seven or eight guys in the history eight games, eight guys, yeah, of the sport to have 700 goals, uh, no doubt, Hall of Fame player going to be in on skates and i'll tell you this i don't know if you agree with me maestro but alex ovechkin is on the mount rushmore of dc sports figures of right all now. time all oh time. right now yeah all time. yeah that's not a, of all time all time all time i don't know i gotta think about that man okay i mean I mean, okay. it, it makes sense. It makes sense. And yeah, I, well, and here, I mean, here's, here's, here's my, here's my Mount Rushmore DC sports all time figures. Dale Green. Okay. John Thompson, senior. Okay. Um, Joe Gibbs and Alex Ovechkin. Uh, you got two coaches on there. I don't know. If, uh, well, I said nah. figures. I didn't say. Yeah, that. I get it. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to I mean, break it, if you want to break it down to players, I mean, I mean, I got, look. I still got to think about it. I mean, because I, I got to think about it. I mean, Ovechkin, yes, I, I mean, like, I, I guess, but the title. I mean, I think that that to me puts him there. The title so why not? There. Why not? You know, Strasburg or, or Soto or Rendon. You know, far. somebody from the Nationals. Yeah, I w- I wouldn't put Rendon there. Yeah, but I mean, there's somebody who Strasburg. He's been there, you know. Strasburg, what I'm saying? Yeah, I was gonna say I would. I would put. I would put Zimmerman or Scherzer. I I, would, I wouldn't put. Or Scherzer Zimmerman. ain't been there long. Yeah, he ain't Scherzer, been there that yeah, long. I wouldn't put. I from the national. If it's anybody from the Nationals you want to put on that list, I would put Strasburg and Zimmerman over anybody else that has been on that squad. What about Allen Iverson? You count Georgetown. Uh, good point. Patrick um, Ewing, do you Ewing, count, Patrick you know? Ewing. Good point, good point. Yeah, I mean, um, if, if we want to break it down to athletes, then yes, I think those names we just ran off were definitely viable candidates for it, for certain. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I can't, I can't, it's, I mean, maybe Ovechkin makes it, maybe Ovechkin makes it, yeah, uh-uh. but um, I can't leave Doug Williams off of a DC, uh, a DC list or... Uh, I mean, I'm with you on Daryl Green, but then it's like, mm-hmm. 
and then who who do you rule off because Mount, Mount Rushmore is only four. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Joe Gibbs definitely. Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs definitely doesn't make my list, and as much as it hurts, John Thompson doesn't makes doesn't make my list. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I, I think can't you're, you're more so you you want to put athletes in there. You more well, want it to be athletes. John Thompson definitely and I'm cool has with that. If that's what you want to do, I'm cool with that. Well, Joe Gibbs definitely doesn't make my list. I, I, let me just be clear on that. Joe Gibbs does, not not because of any lack of achievements and what he's been to, you know, DC sports, but he doesn't make my list. Okay. Victor Page comes to mind. You know what I'm saying? Like it's uh School me on so Victor I mean, Page. Huh? School me on Victor Page. Uh essentially Vic, Victor Page is another guy in Georgetown who taught Adam Abson how to taught Adam Abson his crossover. Okay. Um Steve Francis is another guy that comes to mind. Um yeah I yeah, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess the Turks winning the title. Yeah, yeah I, I and guess. because and because um, yeah. you would mess around and see um, Steve Francis in parks. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Playing ball. I mean, for that matter, I mean, I, I guess Kevin well, Durant. Well, if you say that, necessarily... if you say that, then we got to mention Kevin Durant. Yeah, you got to. I mean, I mean that turns into a more DMV sports thing than DC. Yep. But um, you know, bitch, I, I, it's kind of well, so well, so I don't know. The Maryland turf thing too. If, if you're talking DMV, then it's it's more so a Maryland turf thing now. Yeah, but see, the thing for me is that I know Wink Steve Francis be in the city or was in the city sure. <laughs> handling business. Sure, sure. So it's not. It's like it goes beyond you know me. You know, uh, organized sports for Steve Francis. Right. No, yeah, no. like Steve Francis started Maserati music out here. Like it's, it, it goes, you know what I'm saying? Like it goes a little deeper. Mm-hmm. No, I got, you. I got you, I got you. It, it's just, it's just something about when you bring a title to the. Yeah, channel. I can't argue with Vetchkin. I mean, I just would have to think about it, and I, and I guess if I really, really thought about it, mm-hmm. um, bringing that title means something. So it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I guess and, I, and I don't. He's only disagree. been with the Caps. He hasn't been with nobody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's legendary. See, I think, it, for me, I just really think about people who've been here for, I think of older people, I guess. I guess that's where, Lynn Bias, my God. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just. Good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's just one. hard to, yeah. It's just hard to. Um, I think that's what makes the conversation more compelling is that there's yeah. a lot of people that you can argue for. Oh, I'd have to think about it, but uh, but I, but if somebody said Ovechkin, I, I couldn't like really be like, nah, he don't belong on there. Right, right, right. Um, I just got one last thing, man. Um, so I don't have much on this. The CBA negotiations in the NFL that they've been kind of talking about. I'm just of the opinion that I don't care what the league is proposing. Right now, the players should just be like, nah, we, we not rocking. Whatever it is, we not rocking. We're we going to negotiate this thing. We're going to let this thing play out for as long as it's got to play out. And we're just going to cross that bridge when we get there. Because I well, hear the talks what? about um, like the league is ready to sign off on this thing. And like you hear most of the veteran players are like, yeah, like, okay. This is a good thing. Let's, you know, let's sign off on this thing. Whereas you got the younger players 
who are on rookie deals and haven't gotten to that second contract, knowing that more money is ahead, they like, nah, come on. If we can get more money, then I'm not agreeing to this right now. Yeah. But they don't got the clout, though. Or at least That's most true. of them. That's true. Um, I I don't know exactly what what uh, issues are being up being up for debate. I know the popular issue amongst uh, sports platforms is the uh, playoff format change into seven teams or uh, yeah. seven game or it turned to seventeen games a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and my answer to any either of those is whatever. I don't. I'm not. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't feel no way about. Huh? Your 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 Steelers would have made it. If it yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I don't care. I guess is what my point is. I don't care. Like, if they decide to move it to set, I mean, I guess that would mean that there there would be only one by team. Um. Yeah. So the number one seed gets the buy. Yeah, so and then everybody was plays. Right, the two would play the seven, three to to the six, four to the five. Yeah, and it would be right. and it would be three games, wild card Saturday, three games wild card Sunday. Like all right, so all right. I mean, I, should, I mean, I mean, it's just more. All it all it says is more football for me. I, it's more I, football. You know, yeah, that's it. That's all it is. I'm not like in love with it or not in love. I don't care. I really don't care. Right. Right. I hear that the whole 17-game schedule thing is eventually going to be 18 games. I guess by the time they renegotiate the following CBA, which will, I guess will be 10 years from whenever this one. I guess it expires after this season, right? This current one? Yeah. Yeah, so eventually it's going to be an 18-game schedule for the league. 18 games or 18 weeks? 18 games. Okay. Means, so 19 weeks. Um, I would I would say 20 because you got to add a second buy for these teams throughout the season. You would, if you ask me, you would think so. Yeah. That, that, that's that's my thinking. Yeah. Just, just give them yeah just just give them two buys during the season, and then this other thing where they're trying to stretch the Super Bowl into. President's Day weekend. Um, I tell you who's gonna be upset about that. The NBA gonna be very upset about that because that's they're gonna have to push back All Star. Yeah, that's they, they, it was, Yeah. So. Well, I ain't gonna, but I ain't gonna hold you. I wouldn't mind uh, watching the Super Bowl and not having to go to work the next day. I wouldn't mind that either. I definitely wouldn't mind that. Otherwise, they need to just make the Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday. Yeah. So I mean, if, if that's if that's what they're thinking, you know, people not watching the whole game because they got to get home and get ready for work the next day. You know, Super Bowl parties don't have the same thing. When I mean, Super Bowl parties are going to be a little bit more lit if you ain't got to go to work the next day. Absolutely. <laughs> that helps everybody. That helps liquor consumption, uh, strip clubs. You know, like it's a whole. Uh, slew a lot of, of money um, to be made. Huh? It's a lot of money to be made by some of them. Clubs. Yeah, if if we ain't gotta go to work the next day, I mean, not just clubs. I mean, chicken spots, pizza spots. Yeah, it's a it's like you stand to make a whole lot more money having a Super Bowl and then not having to go to work the next day. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even, because I've heard them say, why don't you just put the Super Bowl on Saturday? It's like, nah, nah, keep the tradition. Keep it Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, yeah. all NFL games is on Sunday. Yeah. And then just declare the Monday after the game a national holiday. This way everybody can, you know, recoup from being hungover and, you know, sleeping on their mama's couch or whatever and, you know, just leave it at that. I ain't mad at that, man. I And I'm so not mad at that. I would say, you know what, NBA? Yeah, go ahead and move it back. Move, move it a week back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because, you know, they've kind of stretched their season out, too. You know, yeah, niggas is not having all-star game parties. Earlier. Niggas is just not having all-star game parties. Well, it depends on where the all-star game is at. No, I mean, like, at home. Oh, yeah, you're right. Nobody niggas is not having all-star game parties. No, no. Not not many people. But that, that, that'll be an interesting fight. Between the NBA and the NFL, if I think the NBA would, I think the NBA would concede and just move their shit back. I think. Yeah, um, because <laughs> NFL is king, so. Yeah, and they know, and they know what it is. I mean, yeah, look, they know what it is. Oh yeah, NBA know what it is. They don't even yeah. start to air their games nationally until after the season for the NFL yeah. over anyway. So yeah, they 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 know what's up. They know they're not number one. Well, if you got nothing else, man, I'm going to just uh, close this thing out, bro. I'm good, man. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Shout out to everybody in the chat room, RC, Mochabella, and we got Kia here in the house. Thanks for joining in. Um, Folks, check us out on the website, Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Um, You can download this episode off the website, also off of uh, Google Play, Spotify, um, Apple Podcast, uh, you name it. Uh, we're on most of these platforms, so make sure y'all check us out there. Um, also, follow us on social media on Twitter at BarbershopSPOR2. Also, on the Facebook page. Also, on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, actually, I'm going to be uploading some content. Um, if not tonight, sometime tomorrow, um, it's me and Maestro discussing Rookie of the Year for the NBA, so make sure y'all check that out. Um, Man, that seems like a dated conversation now, considering, um, people really got Zion still in this motherfucker right now. Yeah, I I still think it's kind of split. They still, I mean, folks that are holding on to John Morant are still holding on to that notion, but... I think it's still compelling because I think Zion still has a chance. They want Zion, and let's be clear: media wants Zion to win. Of course, let's be very clear about that. Of course, of course, no question about that. So, uh, so make sure y'all check that out on our YouTube channel. Um, also, if you got any questions or comments about the show, reach us, reach out to us on the email at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. So. He's Maestro Styles. I'm Trey Frazier. Y'all have a great week. We're going to be back at it next week. Peace out, folks.
These are the final seconds. The lead in the fourth. Can they hold on to it? That do or die time. And everything rides on one shot. But it isn't going to be that easy. This is down to the wire. One shot to take you to the top. One winner. This is clutch basketball. That's the NBA playoffs. That's game. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.